0: We're back with a very special episode of Miles Away. Today, we're going to dig into our first off-the-beaten-path destination, Saint Helena. This is your host Zach Honig, and I'm talking with travel expert Lee Abamante to show you how to make this outdoor paradise more accessible. So today on Miles Away, I am sitting down with the most traveled man that I know. Probably the most traveled man that any of his friends know as well. It's Lee Abamante. How many countries have you been to the... All of them, my man. All of them. So how many countries is that in total?
1: Well, technically there's 193 countries, meaning UN member states, so sovereign nations, and then if you include territories and unique destinations, it's 321.
0: So have you been to all 321?
1: Well, I've been to 321 of 325.
0: Okay. So what are the four that are left to go?
1: They're the really romantic destinations of Tristan de Cunha, Diego Garcia, Wake Island, and the very sought-after island of Yemen called Socotra.
0: Okay. of those which which do you have plans to visit at some point
1: well if the saudis will stop bombing the hell out of the Yemenis I would go to Socotra I actually was supposed to go there in April the trip got canceled obviously because of the war Wake Island and Diego Garcia if you could talk to your boy Donald and get me some uh, uh permission from the government to uh, to go <laughs> I'd love to go to those two and then Tristan Cunha will be the last one I go to if I can make the other three because it's just a nightmare to get to it's like six days on a boat each way from mm-hmm. uh, South Africa and if I'm going to put myself through that torture it's going to be the last one
0: Speaking of six days on a boat, if, if you wanted to go to St. Helena in the past, there's an airport now, but if you wanted to go years ago, how would you get there?
1: Yeah, exactly. I was literally desiring to go there for at least 10 years and it used to be something called the rms st helena which was basically a cargo ship more or less but they took passengers and you could sleep on it and it was five days from south africa each way the only other way you could do it would be a repositioning boat so there was one a year that left from ashwaya and went via tristan de Cunha, st helena and ascension island and vice versa, coming down from from Europe. And uh, there's an occasional cruise ship that goes, but again, those cruise ships are minimum three weeks, more or less.
0: Okay, so just a little bit of backstory here. Once a month or so, we're going to do an off-the-beaten-path destination on miles away. And so today's episode is focused on St. Helena, which is still off-the-beaten-path, but accessible now that there is a nonstop flight non-stop or one-stop
1: on the way on the way out you do a refueling stop and windhook but you're not allowed off the plane because of that fifth rights situation oh, the f- okay probably the most remote
0: uh um, cabotage or something like that so, y- yeah uh-huh. it's
1: it's the most remote accessible place that i can think of actually
0: huh okay so how long does it take to get out there by, by air now it's about
1: six, seven hours to get out there because you have to fly from Johannesburg to Windhoek, and then you have you know between an hour and a half, two hours on the ground there, and then it's another uh, I think about two and a half hours to St Helena, and uh, you might have to circle a few times before you land, like we did because of the whole wind shear issue. That, the the um, winds kept...
0: were crazy. They, I mean, th- I think they delayed the opening of the airport for months because of the wind issues. right? I, I think it was
1: more years actually. Years. And yeah, you know, you figure if the uh, the Brits were going to invest like three hundred and fifty million pounds. Um, they would have uh, thought about that. <laughs> oh my God.
0: That's an awful lot of money for such a small island.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, after having been there, you you're thrilled for the people because they're so nice and now they have options. But uh, I was actually there for I, I flew on the third flight out there, but it was actually in coincided with the last Saint H- RMS St. Helena ship. So I got to watch people like literally crying uh, that the ship was going uh, decommissioned because, you know, they'd taken it their whole lives and, you know, they'd spent so much time on it. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, uh, you know, how I did everything I could to possibly avoid it. And you guys are crying about it. But understandable, I guess.
0: Yeah. I have to say St. Helena was not really on my radar at all until the the South African Airlink flight launched. I mean, I, I've heard in passing here and there. I think maybe you and I talked about it at yeah. one point. But what has has this new flight really brought to the island? I mean, is is, it, is tourism going to you know be, become a thing there in Saint Helena? Or well, I think
1: that number one, it's made it accessible, obviously, and uh, yeah, it's definitely going to bring tourism. And it got a lot of media attention mm-hmm. when uh, when the flight started, and you know, because there's a lot of people in South Africa, so South Africans will be. Curious, And, you know, people going down there can can add it on now. Um, I think that if it's once a week or even if they add a second flight per week, it's still going to be limited tourism. But it'll be certainly more than they had. The big one for them will be if they can get a, either a direct or a connect from London. That's uh, that's their end goal. I know that. But it would probably have to make like two or three stops along the way. 'Cause direct would be something like nine hours. So, um, you know, they were talking about maybe stopping in uh Cape Verde or in Ghana or mm-hmm. something like that along the way. And so it's,
0: it's not a long runway if I recall. It's-
1: no, uh, I don't remember the exact number, but it's uh, I think it's less than five thousand feet. Or okay, so ri- we're
0: never seeing seven forty sevens landing. It's a no, no, <laughs> no.
1: It's it's not Ascension Island. Ascension Island, uh, which is about a two hour flight, uh, is is a NASA emergency landing place, and there's a huge joint British American uh, base there. They use it as a, a launching point for the Falklands War.
0: Okay, so I, I want to talk a little bit about Saint Helena as a destination. I mean, what do you do there? Why does someone want to go so far out of their way to to travel to a destination like Saint Helena? Well,
1: number one, because it 's there uh, <laughs> and you know and if, especially if you 're someone like me who 's you know gone everywhere it 's fun to go to those types of places, but it 's also has an aura of mystery. I mean Napoleon actually died on St Helena he was sent into exile mm-hmm. and and died there, and you can actually visit his his home called longwood where uh, where he lived for a few years before he passed away, and then actually his burial site where he was buried for 20 years, and this is actually an interesting trivia question. Then he was exhumed uh, after the tensions between the British and the French kind of died down, and then he was moved to Paris where he's now uh, buried in Invalide. He was actually buried there for 20 years. So, So, what what do you do? I mean, I'll say it's an outdoor paradise. I don't know the exact dimensions of the island, but it's a decent size, even though it's a small island. Uh, But there's a lot of mountains, and there's a lot of like mountain roads some are paved some are not so you really need a guide and it's great for hiking it's great for off-roading there's a couple beaches some are better than others but the, the best beaches you need someone to show you how to get mm-hmm, there but it's mm-hmm. it's well worth it i mean i was there for a week and i had no trouble filling the days like i was a little nervous going out there because i get bored easily but uh it was really great to be honest
0: I remember seeing a picture on your Instagram of a very, very long, steep staircase. What? What is that? What's What's at the top of the staircase?
1: Yeah, it's called Jacob's Ladder. And if you the the geography of Jamestown, the capital of Saint Helena, is really weird. Like you see it, there's like mountains on each side. They're really, really steep. And then there's the town, which is like kind of cut out this little. I'll say chasm in between mm-hmm. the two mountains, right? And then there's the port at the end. And then toward the end where the government buildings are, there's 700 steps, almost straight up. It's almost like a ladder. And that's why they call it Jacob's Ladder. And they say that if you can make it in under 10 minutes from the bottom to the top, uh, you did pretty good. Okay. And uh, I did do that. I was dying, but I did <laughs> I, I did do it. And uh, I will say this. If you are going to go, do it like first thing in the morning, like 6 a.m. or do it you know after sunset because it gets pretty hot there during mm-hmm. the day.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you run into any other tourists when you were out there?
1: We ran into one tourist. You know, he was staying at our hotel, and uh, we saw him at breakfast literally every day. And then we kind of became friends with him, and he ended up playing golf with us a couple times. <laughs> By the way, Saint so Helena golf has, course. has
0: the most remote golf uh, course in the world. Oh, yeah. that's pretty awesome. Okay, so do some people go out there specifically to golf at the most remote golf course?
1: Y- yeah, I guess like golfing there is kind of like y- y- you know those pretty pe- exotic, y- y- yeah, like those people who uh, what it was ham radio people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's like a bucket list kind of thing, and basically it's nine holes and. And they have two tee boxes for each hole. So you play it twice. It's a little bit different. So it's the 18 okay. holes. Huh. I mean, it's not Pebble Beach, but, uh, you know, it's it's not too bad.
0: Right, right. So th- there, are, there are a bunch of hotels there. Is it just one? or
1: There's, I believe, three hotels. The one I stayed at is the Mantis St. Helena. And by far, by far, the best hotel on the island. It's mm-hmm. a great location right on the main drag in Jamestown. You can walk to uh, the port, all the buildings, all the restaurants. It's uh, literally around the corner from Jacob's Ladder. And it's the only place on the island that has 24-hour Wi-Fi, air conditioning, good showers, and the best restaurant on the island as well. Um, they also had satellite TV so I could watch like sports. Uh-huh. And it, it was really nice. It's a great place to base yourself. And I, I couldn't imagine... Uh, Staying anywhere else, although there were a couple other hotels, I popped into both of them for like coffee and dinner, like one night. The the Mantis is the way to go for sure.
0: Who's staying at these hotels besides you know these exotic travelers or or the golfers?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's exotic (laughs) travelers and then um, you know just Uh, kind of curious British nationals really, and then (laughs) and then they do a lot actually because they're doing a lot of uh, trying to raise money. There's a lot of investment, so you get people going down there, and then you get some people doing like educational trips. That's what we were told, and then we met a couple people who are doing that type of thing and now with the flight they're getting um, people from england coming down and people from south africa and they're uh, in talks for more flights and and all that kind of stuff so it's a lot of official business but you do get some tourists as well
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. so how, how much does a flight cost i think that that's that's kind of a, a sore point especially for some of the locals there that might not bring in that much, you know, annual income.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the annual income there is not very high. I mean, there's just not a lot of industry, as you might imagine. Um, and there's some subsidies from uh, the UK government. But if you're going from North America, you got to, Number one, you got to get to Johannesburg, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. which is probably at least $1,000 more or less uh, to get down there. And then from Joe. You, you can
0: use miles at least to, for those flights. But, you can, but beyond that, I mean, you're you're paying cash to get from from Johannesburg. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I think I paid about seven hundred seven hundred and fifty dollars uh, round trip from Joburg to St Helena, and then there's an option to add on once a month, the second Saturday of every month, onto Ascension Island, so you can spend one night in Ascension Island and then come back, and that's like an additional twelve hundred dollars, and then you have to get. Um, permission, uh, it's, it's a little bit complicated, um, from the Ascension Island, uh, whatever they call themselves, tours and board, even though okay. it's- Okay, you, you
0: just send them an email and say, yeah, hey, I'm coming on that flight, can I come? Or yeah, there's just, a lot
1: of emails and then there's confusion about how to actually pay and, uh, eventually they get it together, but it took a while. So-
0: th- the second second Sunday of the month? or Second Saturday. Second Saturday. So does that mean there's once a month service? So if you, if you fly there, are you there for an entire month?
1: Well, you have the option. So the second Saturday, um, the flight actually goes to Ascension. So you can spend one night in Ascension Island and then come back to St. Helena and then do six days in St. Helena, which is okay. what I did. Mm-hmm. The only other option is spending a full 30 days there.
0: Which is pretty insane do some people do that oh my god i
1: would kill myself yeah. if I had <laughs> just been
0: what, did, what did you do in the one night you were there
1: just like drove around and and checked it out i mean it's i'll, I'll be honest Drove around
0: they've rental cars there's like you uh, to, to Sixth or National and just no <laughs> no um
1: the uh I, I, I can't remember their name whoever i stayed with um they uh come and pick you up and you just email them ahead of time and yeah, everyone's very friendly but there's not a lot to do there huh,
0: huh. so what did you do in, in st helena besides climbing up jacob's ladder in 10 minutes
1: <laughs> a lot of I'll say driving. You know, you can go to the the highest peak on the island, which is great. Out by the airport, there's some awesome hiking along the cliffs, and um, you, you know the airport is a big destination because it's so new and it's it's gorgeous. It really is, and uh, you know there's no there's no fence around it or anything. Oh, like really? That. You can just go right on with the, you, the field. Yeah. So you just kind of like looking at it, and it's it's really neat, and it's on this like steep cliff. Really, I mean, obviously, there's nothing in the world like it. And, uh, you know, I I felt... Really cool, like like being there because of uh, all the issues that they had. But the hiking around it is awesome. The, the water is as blue as you've ever seen water. Really, there is actually uh, they make alcohol there too. Um, I wasn't do able. They, to they, th-
0: they export it, or is it just for the locals? I think it's for
1: the locals, <laughs> but I mean they they do sell it in the store. Do they just
0: call it alcohol? Like yeah, it was it was
1: terrible, by the way. But it'll um, <laughs> get you drunk. That's it. <laughs> yeah, there, there is like a distillery or whatever that you can go to, but it was actually closed because the owners had the flu and like. When that happens on a small island like that,
0: like everything shuts down. Oh my god, that's that's crazy. So, what, what was it like interacting with the locals? Are they used to, to speaking with tourists at this point? Do they want to show you around? Do they invite you into their homes?
1: Yeah, everyone was super nice. Honestly, um, I'll give you an example. If you rent a car, which we did, it's a left-handed shift, which is uh-huh. which is always awkward. And uh, you know, the, the cars are all pretty crappy. You know, it's not like they have like big SUVs. Plus, the roads are very small. My friend Joe was driving, and we got a flat tire within. 45 seconds one of the locals came over and literally offered to change the tire for us huh. and uh, I, so you know I, I have nothing but great things to say about them everyone who came into the uh, the hotel or who we interacted with um, at the government offices and just driving around whenever we asked directions. You know, everyone was super nice. All the restaurants, they're all asking us what we're doing there. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're genuinely curious. And it, it was really nice. And, again, I literally have nothing but great things to say about the place.
0: If you, if you were talking to a friend or family member who perhaps is not a super frequent traveler, you know, would, would you say you should find a way to get to St. Helena at some point?
1: Yeah, if you have an interest in kind of off-the-beaten-path places, why not? Because it's really... I've been to a lot of places like that, and it, there aren't always enough things to do to fill you know, six or seven days, but in St. Helena, I, I, I really didn't have an issue, and like I said, I get bored easily, and uh, mm-hmm. so we had no problems whatsoever, as long as you like the outdoors. If you're not an outdoorsy kind of person, you probably won't enjoy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So usually, we like to have some kind of points and miles angle, obviously, we're the points guy. I don't think there's any way to really use miles to get out there at this point, but at, at some point, I imagine, because it's affiliated with South African, is it a subsidiary, South African Airlink?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's basically kind of run as a separate airline, more okay. or less. I don't exactly know what, what's in the works for it. I mean, I probably won't be going back anytime soon, so I haven't paid much attention, <laughs> but um, as much as I did enjoy it, a week. You know, it was pretty good. You, but You think we'll ever see a
0: Marriott Hotel in St. Helena?
1: I think uh, the Mantis, which had about 30 rooms, uh, is about as many as they need. <laughs> um, actually, one other uh, cool thing that I did while I was there was I literally went to the, um, I'll say, the governor's office and just requested an audience with the governor. Who's really? basically, you know, the mm-hmm. mayor of the island. Yeah. And she had met with me. She was wonderful. And, and I believe she was the fe- first female governor of, uh, of St. Helena. And, uh, just is she a
0: native, a St. Helena native? Or no,
1: she, okay. no, British national. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, went down there for a couple of years. And uh, she actually got married um, on the island while she was in office. Huh. And uh, it was really interesting. And uh, we actually got to go to the governor's house where they have these giant turtles or tortoises. And uh, it was pretty awesome. And then she showed us around. And she's an avid traveler, especially in Africa. So it was just fascinating to meet her. And uh, she's apparently very popular on the island and been instrumental with the... Uh, the new flight and getting more flights onto the island.
0: Mm-hmm. How, how many people live in Saint Helena?
1: I think it's about four thousand. Oh, okay. So it's not it's not tiny. It's I mean there's people there. Um, right. It's not Pitcairn Island, but it's uh, it's 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 tiny. And but it doesn't feel at all crowded because Jamestown is where all the the buildings are. But it, there's no traffic mm-hmm. and um, there's houses dotted around the island. So it's it's pretty well spread out.
0: How long does it take to drive all the way around if you can? Are there, are there roads uh, that, that go down? To- you know the far reaches of the island
1: yeah it's it's uh, several hours really it's, yeah wow it, it's, okay it's, it's a lot of I pictured it at all n- no it's a lot of windy roads there's a lot of stop and go it's one of those things where you have to beep a lot around corners uh-huh. and a lot of the roads are not roads they're just dirt so um you need a four by four and that's why you have to have uh like a guide so the very first day we got there asked for aaron okay aaron. Uh, everyone knows aaron <laughs> and it was one of the better tours I've ever done in my life, and like he took us pretty much everywhere. And then once we had kind of the lay of the land, once we got our own car, then we could go back and further explore the things mm-hmm. that we wanted to do on our own.
0: Did you set up everything before you went you know, to Saint Helena before you got on the flight? I mean, obviously, Aaron, you met when, once you arrived, but
1: Aaron was actually the only thing that I set up ahead of time. Oh, <laughs> and, really? Okay, yeah, okay. And because okay. I didn't so want even somewhere.
0: the hotel room. You are like I oh, don't know they've got thirty rooms. That should be good.
1: Well, the hotel set him up for me, so okay. I uh, I emailed with the hotel and I was like, we really want a tour. And they're like, oh, you have to use Aaron. So uh, so that was really the only thing. I mean, I mean, I reserved the hotel, obviously. And they picked us up at the airport, which was, you know, great. And they were super nice.
0: Huh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, thank man. you so much for joining us. Anytime, brother. Away, appreciate it. If people want to follow your travels, how can they find you on social media?
1: Sure. Uh, all my social media is just at Leah Bamonte. That's at L-E-E-A-B-B-A-M-O-N-T-E or LeahBamonte.com.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Leah. Thanks, man. That's all for this first Off the Beaten Path episode. Thanks again to Lee Abamonte for joining us today. Again, I am your host, Zach Honig, and this episode was produced by Caroline Shagrin with editing by Ryan Gabos. Our theme music is by Alex Schiff. If you like this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Tell your friends, and check back next Wednesday for Miles Away with one of TPG's longest-standing editors, Emily McNutt, and reviews editor, Nick Ellis, on Scandinavia.